the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Uh, just a couple of uh, updates uh, over the last week for me. I had the great privilege of serving at Holy St. Nicholas Church in Urbana, Illinois, where it was uh, minus 10 degrees. And then I flew into Chicago to go home, and it got warmer. It was zero degrees. I said, that's not warmer. It's a blessed time with Father James Ellison and his lovely wife, Linda, and that family. We, through the contributions of many of us here, helped them build that church. It's a very beautiful church right next to the University of Illinois. Uh, really wonderful college group. They've got about 50 kids in their college ministry. <clears throat> it's really wonderful. Uh, so I had a great time there and a blessed time with Father James. Uh, this last week, I uh, had the honor of going to a pan-Orthodox clergy conference with all the bishops, the Serbian bishop, the Greek bishop, the uh, Russian bishop, and Antiochian bishop, uh, and also many, some of the clergy also from the Rokor Church, the church outside of Russia, um, were also there. It's a great joy to be with uh, all those men uh, together. You know, there has been in some in years past some separation there uh, between the bishops and really uh, even maybe among us, but many, many of these things have been healed. So a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, I was able to spend a little bit of time with Father Thaddeus Todd Hardenbrook, which was a joy to me, Father, and Father Luke Dingman. Some of you know them. Uh, uh, so it was very, very, very positive and wonderful. So today uh, we begin our journey uh, liturgically and through the scriptures to the Nativity of Christ. Today we celebrate the Holy Ancestors of Christ, uh, those who had direct lineage to Christ, um, and uh, in to, to a large degree many and most of the Old Testament saints. Uh, and so today, Happy Names Day to all those. It's a great honor uh, to be a part of that, uh, that throng. As uh, St. Paul tells us in Hebrews, that they are not uh, made perfect apart from us. So we see this unity with them, not as some past uh, idea or some past memory or some history, but really a connection uh, with us together today. The epistle states that uh, we are to be children of the light and to walk in the Spirit. How do we do that? The Gospel text is clear in regard to needing to be at the banquet. And you know, when you read that text, and I read that text, it's like, well, that means go to church. Well, go to church, go to church, go to church, which is important. But there's, a, there's something about a connection that I believe needs to be made so we kind of get church. You know, I, I just feel sometimes, you know, why aren't, why aren't we packed all the time? If this is truly the kingdom of God, if this is truly a movement to heaven, if this is truly a sense in which we uh, engage this reality of the divine, we touch the divine. 
You're going to commune at the holy altar of God. You're going to receive the medicine of immortality. What keeps you away? What keeps people away? They go to Super Bowls. They go to world championships in San Francisco. We have many distractions. Many distractions. I, I believe there's a key element that somehow miss, we miss. And that if we see this other banquet, the banquet of going to the church, going to the banquet hall of Christ, if we see it as just going to church, we'll miss it. We'll kind of come and go. We'll have opportunities to do other things and we'll do them. If we understand that that banquet first is a banquet that's going on inside of you, that there's a liturgy going inside of you, and that liturgy goes on constantly, it's prayed over and over again, the angels are singing, the Holy Trinity is present, the saints are with you, the angels join the chorus. That liturgy is internal and it's going on in you all the time. And when you come to church, when you come to the services, when you walk into the church, you, it begins to witness to you. It's like you get a, 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 an additional energy. It's touching something that's not foreign to you. It's something that's going on inside of you. This liturgy that's constantly at work in you. Uh, a couple of ideas here, a couple of thoughts. Um, I remember one time I was at a, we had a conference, a little, a little uh, seminar at St. Barbara Church, and there was a priest that just got back from Africa. And he said that those people have an internal liturgy. Their liturgy is going on all the time. When they come to church, they're starting the liturgy on their way to church. They're singing all the way to church. And when they come into church, they can't wait to touch that liturgy that's going on now externally because it's going on internally in them. He said, I was so, I was teary-eyed every time I worshiped with them because the liturgy that was going on in them was witnessed by the liturgy that they came to. And he said, we, they blew the ceiling off every time. Why? Because it was a witness of a liturgy that was going on inside of them. And we miss it if, if we're coming to get our liturgical high here and only here. It's going on inside you all the time. Listen. There's so much noise in our life. We never get a chance to hear the angels singing, to touch the Holy Trinity, to be with the saints. We are, beloved, called the temple of the Holy Spirit. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. If you're a temple of the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit is in you. And what's the Holy Spirit doing? Worshiping. It, it, the Holy Spirit is being worshipped. And we need to understand this and, and see it. Another example that I was given years ago was that the internalness of the kingdom is so important to us that when you look at that iconostas and that altar, that's a mirror of what's in you. 
That's a mirror of what's in you. So you wonder why you're getting on that scale and it's a little heavy. You have the kingdom of God in you. All of that is in you. Pay attention to it. When you pray, touch that part of it. Don't just pray words. Pray the words so you get to a place. Get to that liturgy that's going on in you. When we say at the end of the service, go forth in peace, it doesn't mean to leave the liturgy. It means to take it with you. To take it out. So, what's this liturgy like? Isaiah saw it. He said, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of His robe filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to the other and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of Him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. That's incense, by the way. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man unclean lips, and I dwelt among the people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. The one of the cherubim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquities are taken away, and your sins are forgiven you. That's Holy Communion. That's Holy Communion. That's Holy Communion. That liturgy that Isaiah saw, the eternal liturgy in heaven, is going on in you all the time. Constantly. Every once in a while I know you touch it. You sense it. You understand that something is deeper in you and you, that, you, you, that you understand. Beloved, rejoice in it. Make, make it something that you focus on. Allow it to be a target for your prayers. Allow it to be a target for your day. A target for your meditation. So what's it like? What's that liturgy bring to us? It brings peace and joy and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. That is the kingdom of God. So if you need, does anybody in here need peace? You need peace? <laughs> yes, I do. I need peace. Anybody need righteousness? How about joy? Need some joy? It's in you. It's going on in you all the time. We're out there trying to find it out here in the things of the world. Maybe, we'll, maybe I'll read a book and get it. That liturgy is in you. That peace and joy and righteousness is in you. Look for it. Seek it. It's faith and love and patience. You need more faith? You need love? Of course, I know all of you, and you don't need patience. 
Where is it? It's right in you. It's right inside of you. We're out there trying to find it in so many different ways. Turn in. Let that liturgy sing to you that's going on inside of you. All the virtues are present. We see this great line in, uh, in Galatians 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Sometimes we're governed by, by the law, by stuff around us obligations, responsibilities. Inside is a liturgy going on in you where there's freedom. Freedom in Christ. So, beloved, take advantage of what God has given to us. So how do we get there? How do we get there? Sometimes we're driven to that spot. Because we find out we're poor, we're maimed, we're blind, or we're lame. Sometimes we see that in ourselves. And there's no other place you can get solace except with Christ and in that liturgy that's going on in you. Sometimes you're driven to that spot. You know, when there's a pain in your life, the great saints teach that the greatest prayer is when the mind and the heart are united and then you pray. When, there's, when you know your poverty, when you see that you're maimed, you're blind or you're lame spiritually or maybe even physically, there's pain there. That pain automatically puts the mind where? In the heart. It automatically goes there. Think about it. When there's pain in the heart, where's the mind? It's in the heart. What should you do? Pray! It's the perfect spot. That doesn't happen all the time. The mind and the heart together, when you pray, that's a powerful prayer. Not only for your own healing, but for God to hear. When there's pain in your life, allow yourself to pray. That's a powerful prayer. We can find that liturgy by praying and understand that prayer takes us there. That when I pray, when I'm doing my prayers, that's where I want to go. Have that to be a target for yourself. Now, God will take you there. You can't get there without the grace of God. Now, God will take you there, so understand that when you pray, you can get there. So, how do we get there? We're driven there sometimes, but God help us when we pray. And we come to church, we find that as well here. What are the results of this liturgy going on in us, touching this liturgy in us? We begin to covet that place in a good way. We begin to love that spot in us. We begin to understand that I don't want that to go away. I don't want that feeling of peace and love, patience and joy to go away. So I covet it. So I, so I surround it with things that encourage it. 
If I have that spot and I know that spot in me and I want to get to that spot, the things I say, do, and think that help that spot flourish are the very things that I am going to practice. I'm going to think things that help it stay there and help me stay there. I'm going to say things that help me stay there. I'm going to do things that help me stay there. And the opposite is true. I'm going to flee those things that take it away in my thoughts. If those thoughts take that liturgy away, I am going to flee those thoughts. I'm going to flee words that take it away. I'm going to flee uh, uh, deeds that take it away. And you all know that. You feel the presence of God and all of a sudden you think something and it twists you away from it. Or you say something and it takes you away from that place. Or you do something and it takes you away from that place. Flee those things. That place in us, beloved, where that liturgy goes on and on and on is precious, protected. And we'll begin to want more. It will be why you come to church. You see that now? I don't come to church so I can get my once a week thing, so I can take communion. I come to church because that liturgy that's going on in me is going on there. And I match it. My heart rejoices. It lifts to that place that I'm coveting in my own soul. So, then, beloved, we'll begin to see that liturgy everywhere. Everywhere. We'll begin to see it when we get up. We'll begin to see it in other people, in and around other people. Our heart will be filled with Christ, be filled with the life of the Holy Spirit, be filled with the, the love of the Father. So may our liturgy, this divine banquet, that's going on in us be richly uh, experienced by us this week and forever. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.